Hello, adventurers. You have found Homebrew Heels, a Nat One Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, hostesses, Amanda. <laughs> My sister Sarah and I will be talking you through some of the Nat Ones we've rolled in the medical health areas of our life. We are not medical professionals by any means, although I personally have watched quite a bit of Grey's Anatomy. We will be sharing our experiences, how we're advocating for our health, what the experience is like in all its details, good and the gross, the cost of the adventure, and most importantly, how we are working to stay happy and motivated through it all. Journey with us and start to find your way through this net one life. Hey, Sarah. Hmm. I, ha- I have a poem for you. Ooh, a poem. Yeah. What is it? I'm going to say it with an accent as well, because I think it makes it a little classier. Okay. Right. Periods are red. I'm feeling blue. Screw you, hormones. Mother Nature, I hate you. <laughs> Perfect. I don't have a period, but I feel like... But you used to resonate. I did. I had I had two periods, yo. Right? I was about to say you actually went <laughs> from double to none. Word. But oh. more than the blood for me was definitely the impact of my mental health. Yeah. Um right. I feel as if for me I was lucky. I had I, I, looking at some research. I feel as if I was in the lucky bucket. Um, mm-hmm. Minimal impact to my mental health. How about you? Um, I there I had a deep connection uh, or a deep mental health connection around my period because I really suffered from not understanding what was going on. I I could never get tampons to work because of later on understanding my anatomy, like hindsight, but that shit did damage. Like I was, I could never go swimming. I could never um, wear certain things. I, you know, so I always felt like I was outside because I couldn't, even with as taboo a topic as periods were already with your girlfriends, some girls don't even talk about it. Right. Even with that, sorry. No, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, even with that, then the normalcy that they did talk about wasn't even something I could do. Yeah. So they're like, oh, my God, I finally used a tampon for the first time, and now I can go swimming. And we didn't have, like, diva cups and all this shit back then, right? Right. And so I was like, oh, awesome. No, never a tampon could work. I always had to wear a pad. I was like, I something is wrong with me. So I had a lot of issues and then I would get my period for like ever so okay so let's talk about our personal experiences like in somewhat detail um so for me I started my period what is considered I guess to be like a younger age I was uh only like nine or ten when I very young it is um (laughs) when I first got my period and it was strange because it was a situation where like I swear to this day I knew it was coming mm-hmm. I knew what the a period was and I knew 
that I would have to like wear either a pad or tampon. However, mom, I pushed me towards pads. She didn't really want me utilizing tampons for, I don't know, honestly why she never told me, but she wanted me to use pads. So now being older, I can only assume, but, um, so I like when it happened, I was somewhat actually prepared for it. Mm -hmm. I had a feeling and then it happened. I was at home. I didn't have any like devastating experiences when I first uh, started to bleed uh-huh. and then I mean pads are to me personally I do not like them I think they're disgusting um and so later in life I switched over to tampons but I also am a person where once I got my period I my body changed a little bit Mm-hmm. But I am not somebody who's ever really been busty, except for when I was pregnant and I had milk coming in. That was mm-hmm. the yeah. only time in my life where I've been called busty. busty. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's why I, my own personal experience, I did not have what I find to be a huge mental impact, um, specifically But I think about, like, I was in college, Mm -hmm. and my really good friend in college was telling me how she had never used a tampon before. Mm -hmm. To the point where she wasn't even told, like, anything about them other than they were used to for a woman's period. So she didn't know how to use it. She didn't know, like, how frequently. She didn't know what size. Anything. So, like, I helped her through the process. But at the same time, I remember I laughed. And Mm -hmm. I now feel horrible for laughing. As you should. I know. (laughs) But, like, I I laughed because she... Because of... She did her first tampon wrong. Which Mm -hmm. is normal. Yeah, the diagrams are not very diagramming. No. And it's just, yeah. So for me, I didn't, but I can 100% understand how much this can impact somebody. And especially with your story, which I want to hear you talk about because of your unique situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it was, I, so I got my period when I was 12. It was, like, almost to the day, my 12th birthday. And I was going to say, it was probably a little bit easier for you, too, because you had two older sisters. Like, and mom, you know, very open house um, in terms of talking about menstruating, you know, whatever. It was a house full of women. Like, dad was the only woman, or woman, dad was the only man around. And then he wasn't there because he was military. He's, like, military and, you know, whatever. So, my point is, I was the first one to go through it. I knew what it was, but then I did, I cried. Like, that first time, I was like, oh, my God, Mom. And then I was like, don't tell Dad. Like, I mm. <laughs> immediately did not want him to know for some reason. I have no idea. Um, I think a lot of it had to do probably with, like, sexual abuse trauma. If I really think about it now, like, yeah, where it happened. Um, anyway, so... Uh, 
but after that, my mom was the same way, pads, 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 pads. Okay, cool. So then you get to the age where you start talking about it. So it's like I was in middle school, you know, all the girls are starting to get their periods. Um, and then by the time you get like freshman year of high school, you have to start changing in a locker room. Mm-hmm. You have to start doing all these things. And that's where I started to realize like, yes, I'm not having a similar experience as the rest of these girls. Yeah. My periods are very different and my periods were physically like debilitating cramps. Like my mom thought I was making it up. Like, it's just funny. Cause like all this stuff comes out later and then, then you're like, fuck, you really were in that much pain. Or Melissa right. finally admits that she did throw the fork at me for no reason. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? Right. And it's like, as parents, you're like, holy shit, you know, anyway. So, yeah, so it wasn't easy. So I just felt very much like an outsider, like something's weird, you know, like, I don't fucking know. I'm just going to have to deal with it. And so I hit it a lot. Um, when I had to be in swim class for school, I would have doctor's notes or whatever, just explaining why I couldn't swim that week. Mm-hmm. And I just wouldn't swim, you know, so, Yeah. No, and actually, that is a good point, because when I started to become more active and whatnot, I that is when I realized how many girls were using tampons instead of pads. And I felt embarrassed that I was still using a pad. And I was embarrassed to begin with with wearing a pad because it's like I, I had it in my head that you could tell, like everybody's staring everybody knows like they didn't but to me like I just felt so uncomfortable yeah because you just think it anyway it's just that otherness you know what Mm -hmm. I mean it's the 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 separation um and you're right there was a girl in high school as well um by the way where she was telling me how her cramps were so bad that she would pass out. And at first I didn't believe her either because I was like, well, I don't experience, like I have bad cramps, but I don't pass out from them. Like that's strange. You should get that checked out like kind of situation. But, but yeah, like hearing it from more and more women as I get older, including yourself, like that's, uh, it's just insane. Like, how is that acceptable? Right. Right. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I just deal with it. You just you just deal with almost passing out monthly, monthly for a week, monthly for a week. Yeah. Monthly for a week. Okay. Like, it's just yeah. To me, it's just weird that like that's acceptable in our society. Like, oh, yeah, no, that's totally acceptable. That sucks. I really need you to be at work. Right, like, okay, well, this is a normal process, so clearly. You you really need to show up to work, so, uh, yeah, you just, you know, take some pampering and get over yourself, you know. Anyway, so, yeah, so then, of course, I find out I have the whole two uterus, two cervix, whole situation. How old were you again? Um, 19, because it was when I was pregnant with Katie. Exactly, people. Uh Yeah, so I had now been, it's been seven years of living with this. And my periods were very bad, like I was saying. Like, passing out bad, like, bad. Throwing right, up. And, 
And I don't know if you went into detail. You have in the past, but so you have the two uteruses. You had, you tried the tampon, but it didn't work. You still had to wear a pad and you found out later on that that is most likely why, right? Yeah. So technically I have, technically I have two vaginas. So it's not like two vaginal openings, but Mm -hmm. it's once, it's like one door. If you open the door and then you're presented with two hallways. Mm-hmm, right. Like, yeah. Oh, which one do I choose? And the hallway wall is like a silk wall, like a piece of fabric. And it, once you choose one, you could just push that piece of fabric all the way up against the other side and make it one big room. You're drawing okay? the curtain aside. Yes. So that's that's <laughs> kind of like there's some flexibility, all of that stuff. Sometimes sex would be uncomfortable. Sometimes, you know, whatever. So, mm-hmm. but in terms of menstruation, if you think about it, I would be plugging up one side. And then my other uterus is like, yo, I'm still going to bleed. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know, for all of those years, then we find this out and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. Like all of these things are firing, but it doesn't take away the trauma and the shame that I felt from those seven years. It just helped me understand what, what physically was happening and that, I am different, like, but it's not my fault. Like, it just, I'm just, that's just how my body is. Right. Um, so from there, it really sucked because I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I have answers. But yet still the Diva Cup wasn't a thing. Like, I still had to wear pads. Mm-hmm. I still couldn't wear a tampon. I, you know, there weren't a lot of options. Um, so then once I decided to be done having kids I got my tubes tied thinking if the bleeding stops then the um other symptoms will stop you know Mm -hmm. the mental health the the crashes the feeling anxious I will never have to wear a pad again Mm -hmm. right and so because I was getting not just the tubal ligation but then getting my um uterus removed because if you get your tubes tied you still have a period right right because you're still ovulating you just it's just your eggs aren't coming down right Right. um anyway so my obstetric health is pretty i'll go into way more detail on the blog because it's just a lot there's a lot to get into and unpack but in terms of mental health it it fucked with me because i was always just so different so nothing was uh, no experience was similar the like same it to should other. be yeah like you know I'm using air quotes you guys can't see me but like it quote mm-hmm. should be um and so it just really kind of deepened that and then you know from a perspective of not necessarily menstruating but fem- female health then my birth didn't go how I wanted it to because yeah. my babies were breached because of the two uterus situations. So I'm 19, 20 years old, having a baby, really young. And then it's not going how it, quote, should go. So mm-hmm. then I'm a bad mom. Then I had problems nursing. So then I'm a bad mom because I can't breastfeed. Then I, right, you yeah. know, and so for my mental health, it got really bad and I got bad postpartum depression and had to go, well, not bad, but I had to go be medicated for a little bit after my first pregnancy. And then your body tries to go right back into menstruating mode. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. that shit is hard. Like bouncing back from pregnancy, as you well know, hormones and all of that, and you're nursing, and then you go back to a period as well. And it's like, what the fuck? Your body's all over the place. Yeah. So um when I finally decided to get my hysterectomy and just leave the one ovary, so for hormone regulation, it was the most freeing thing I'd ever done in my life. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Oh, my God. To the point where I even asked people, "Do you are you ever going to have another kid? Because if the answer to that question is no, why the fuck do you still have a uterus? Right. Well, and like, okay, so... And here's my thing. I, I'm one of those people where I personally don't like surgery because mm-hmm. it, I have a fear of it. It's an sure. irrational fear. I understand it is. I mean, but it's scary. You're going under, you're completely vulnerable. Um, there's a chance you won't wake up. You have to sign these papers basically saying, I understand exactly. that there's a chance I might not wake up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I guess maybe it is rational to it's a rational. certain extent, but I I just don't like surgery. So, for me personally, I am in that boat where I don't plan on having kids anymore. Like, we're the one and done, good to go. And I don't plan on taking my uterus out only because I am... How do I put this in the right words? Like, I didn't have any, like, severe issues beforehand with my cycle. I wasn't one of those people who passed out or had anything, like, one-off situations. Uh So, with my IUD, I, like, I know people have bad experiences, but I am somebody who is having an amazing experience with my IUD. Like, I had some discomfort at the beginning, but after that went away, I, like, I don't have a period. I don't know it's there. And I am being protected to where I'm not going to have another child. Like, it is, it is amazing. It is so amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. <clears throat> that's, and that's amazing that you found that for yourself. Right, exactly. And so, but again, I'm just, I'm a person who had a very easy, mild menstruation beforehand. Mm -hmm. Now, going to, like, the flip side to your situation, I understand why you would need to get your uterus taken out. Mm -hmm. Like, an IUD would have done nothing for you. I would have had to have two. You would have had had two. And would they even put two in you? I don't think that they would. Um... There was a lot of things that they just weren't like they weren't options for me. And it's really weird because birth control didn't work for me either. Both my babies were birth control babies. Tim was the depo shot, which is supposed to be like ironclad. You only get it every 12 weeks. It basically is a chemical like shutdown. Yeah, no, that shit didn't work. And then with Katie, I was on the patch. Mm -hmm. So like a subdermal or not subdermal, a like dermal patch you know goes on the outside absorbs through your skin transdermal um and so no that shit didn't work yeah (laughs) Um, so yeah and they wouldn't have put two devices in there i don't think no i honestly don't think they would either so for you it like it makes sense and plus you had some other 
issues going on too because you had a c-section and like that scar tissue being in that area and whatnot and it's just it was a whole mix of things right yeah lots of obstetrical and gynecological wonkiness because they're not really problems it's just like that's interesting (laughs) and i'm Uh, like if i could have a you know a dollar for every time a doctor said that's interesting to me that's interesting is it can i have my vagina back thanks now bringing up birth control though Mm -hmm. i can see how that may have a mental impact on some women as well um have you ever taken a birth control pill yes and did you have any side effects i uh, yes and no i definitely felt as if I had some, like, emotional waves. Like, it was no longer, like, a subtle, like, ups and downs. It was, like, if I was down, I was down. Mm. And so, the pill for me was also something that I didn't really care for because you had to stay on top of it. And in order for it to be at its, like, most usefulness they at the time they were recommending that you have to take it at the same time every single day uh-huh and i wasn't that good mm-hmm. like and it obviously that made me nervous so i i took it for a little bit but i didn't stick with it um i i am also somebody who didn't necessarily need it for period specifics so Right, or like some people take it for acne. Exactly. Or, you know, whatever. You're like, everything else is fine, so. Right, exactly. I was not somebody who, like, had other reasons for for the need of it. Also, I know from other girls in high school who were taking it for XYZ, like, acne or because their periods, like that girl is talking about, how she would pass out, she had to yeah. go on birth control because yeah. they had to regulate her yep. and whatnot. So, and that's one of the first steps that they usually do. Like yeah. when I was having all of the issues, they didn't just say, "Let's give you a hysterectomy." No, it was it was a lot of months. I was in my late twenties. They do not want anybody to take away their rights. Take right. away their ability to reproduce that young. Like it Correct. was a process. So I had to go on multiple different kinds of birth control to see if they could regulate my pain and my bleeding and all these issues with a pill, which that's awesome. Like I don't want to cut out my, you know, my uterus if yeah, that works. Right. But it didn't. And it, birth control pills make me crazy. One, I feel bad for the girls in high school because the stupid teenage boys mm-hmm. are like, oh, you're on the pill. Mm-hmm. And then they start insinuating things and they're like, oh, so you're good to go. And it's Easy. like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like this girl is passing out just because of something she can't control and you're giving her crap for it just because she's trying to make sure she doesn't pass out in the middle of class. Right. Exactly. And then that brings on more shame and more secrecy and exactly like all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where the mental health aspects of things really come into play for me is the shame that women feel around their periods, around menopause, around natural processes in our bodies that are taking place more so 
because there's also the chemical imbalances and shit like that that can cause issues. But when I was doing my reading and I, I started with the chemical stuff and then I started thinking about my period story, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, really, so much of the mental health trauma was from shame. Right. It's all like outside social right. interactions. It There definitely is like chemicals changing and fluctuating within you that cause some mental impact. And there's even like situations where women are like so out of like out of harmonization there's disorders about it like Mm -hmm. there definitely is chemical impacts but the social impacts i feel are more common yeah i agree so tell us your stories yeah let us know did you have something easy like myself where you one of the lucky few or did you have unfortunately have something more impactful happen yeah i'm curious i'm curious i would love to hear some really positive period stories Mm -hmm. like body positive um period stories because that would be amazing and uplifting to know that we're moving towards that in our society agreed yeah thank you for listening we hope that you enjoyed this episode of pursuing your patronus And that it made you think a little bit about mental health and pursuing your own happiness and finding your ultimate Patronus. Make sure to stick with us here and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those social media sites. And if you're enjoying your Pursuing Your Patronus podcast with us, you may also want to think about checking out our Loot the Booty series and also where we nerd out on YouTube. Expecto Patronum!